Hey, this is Troy from Planet 76. We've got some really good Sixers-focused content coming your way today. Make sure you subscribe to the pod so you can be in the know when we release new content. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. Planet 76, we have some pretty exciting Sixers action that went down the past few days. We're going to break down the Hornets game and the two Magic games. One of them just finished a few hours ago. My name is Michael Troy as well. As always, alongside me, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. You know the drill. Things have kind of looked okay in Sixers land the past couple days, like I just alluded to. Sixers are 3-1 and one in the past week or so, about six days really. Nets game, as we talked about in the last episode. Hornets game, they lost, unfortunately, but they beat the Magic twice in a row, once tonight and once on Friday as well. Not as convincing of a win on Friday as tonight, but a win nonetheless. So, Troy, why don't you bring us in and give us your thoughts on that, and then I'll just give my general thoughts afterwards. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I think an appropriate place to uh, to start this 75th episode of the pod is to recognize that the Philadelphia 76ers, for the first time this season, uh, sit at two games over 500. Two games over 500 at 11 and 9. So that's encouraging. Uh, and it comes when, you know, at a time when maybe you wouldn't expect it on paper, given that the, um, you know, Sixers are, are currently a team that, you know, we like to refer to as the seven Sixers. Uh, very much shorthanded um, without their stars and uh, they're maintaining um, at the very least. You know, like you mentioned, three and one in the last four, including a win over the Nets and two over the Orlando Magic. So. Um, there's there's some encouraging things to take away from that. Like obviously you want the the stars to be back and healthy and to contribute to this team, but to see what the, some of these other guys are doing is is just a breath of fresh air, for lack of a better word. Like it's just a really really cool thing uh, to see. Um, Shake Milton in particular. I know we're going to talk a ton about him, but Daniel House showing out tonight. I think he had a season high 19 or 16 um, tonight against Orlando, and some other guys stepping up in big ways. George Niang's been good lately. Uh, D'Anthony Melton, of course, like it's just cool to see some guys getting minutes that, um, you know, again, they weren't going to have these minutes if it weren't for some of the injuries that have happened. So they're stepping up and uh, they're showing why they're on this team and ready to contribute and a testament to the depth that the Sixers went out and acquired in the offseason and all of that fun stuff as well. So um, I'm very encouraged, obviously, by the win tonight um, and I'll throw some numbers out. Uh, but I want to toss it to you first. So how are you feeling? Yeah, you know what? I'm also encouraged. I'm excited. Is that – that feels wrong. It feels wrong. Is, <laughs> do, you think, do you think that's wrong? I don't, I don't know. But I'm weird. excited, and, and I like how you put that, a breath of fresh air, because you want this to be happening. You want guys stepping up in the absence of your three stars. And – this is something that probably needed to happen because, again, you get all these guys in the offseason and you're hoping they perform and they, you're hoping they contribute. 
and they're setting themselves up very well. Hopefully it translates back when Embiid, Maxi, and Harden return because House had probably one of the best games of his career tonight. He had 15 points. He shot the ball pretty well. He defended pretty well. He had some very highlight-worthy yeah. The highlight worthy plays in this game. He had a poster dunk. He had a step back three. I was I, I that that got me hype, I'm not gonna lie. I would I would not have expected that from Daniel House. So I'm excited. And again, if that feels wrong, I don't know, but I'm excited, I'm <laughs> encouraged by what I'm seeing. Milton, Melton, Harris has been fantastic the past few yep. games. He had he probably had one of the best games of his career tonight, 25-5-5, and on really, really great shooting from a volume and efficiency standpoint. He only missed a few shots overall. He's been fantastic in the absence of Harden and Embiid and Maxi, And I think there's a big emphasis on that, too. Harris is really the guy you want to see performing in the absence of Harden and Embiid and Maxi. So I'm really, really glad and really encouraged by that, if anything at all, Harris playing the way he is so far. Yeah. Um, so the Sixers in, again, the win, the second win down in Orlando. And there's something to be said, too. I, I know it's the Orlando Magic, but there's something to be said for beating a team on, on their floor mm. in, you know, back-to-back games two they out of literally, three nights. They, they, they beat down the Magic. And, yeah. and <laughs> I, Before we started this episode, I said to Troy, they – quite literally stomped the magic into the ground. They ended up winning, I think, by 30. 30, They yep. just They just destroyed the magic. I mean, they're not a good team to begin with, but they literally just kicked them in the face, yeah. and there, there was no turning back for the Sixers. Yeah. Well, and, and to do that, yeah, shorthanded, to do that, you know, in Orlando. And again, it's, it's they're all NBA teams, and there's been a lot so far, especially in the Sixers schedule, there's been a lot of, you know, playing teams back-to-back. Um, you know, we played Toronto, I think, a home-and-home with them. We played Atlanta back-to-back. We played now, uh, I th- maybe not the Hornets, but we played now the Magic back-to-back. Um, but, to, but to beat them in, in convincing fashion like this is, is remarkable. Um, the biggest stat, the biggest takeaway from that, you noted on it, was the efficiency from Tobias Harris and others. But the Sixers shot 64.9% from the field in this one. Um, which, by the way, is their single highest field goal percentage in any single game since 1986. <laughs> wow. I mean, There's that's just, number. like I said, Milton hardly missed, Harris hardly missed. That's... Yeah, wow. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't a math major in school, but in 36 years, that's a lot of games and something they haven't done. <laughs> that's, that's, again, I, I don't even want to try and do the math. <laughs> I'm thinking probably a couple hundred games. No, more. Thousands. Maybe a couple thousand games, to be honest. Yes. That's a lot of games in 30 years, or 36 years. So, shout out to the Sixers, man. That was good. And, and again, to do it with who they did it with, um, there's something to be said for that. Let's um, let's just jump right into Shake, too. So, Shake's performances the last five games stepping into a role that he hadn't been in obviously to date this season due to the guys ahead of him and Tyrese Maxey and James Harden and DeAnthony Melton 
Uh, we talked a ton this offseason how excited we were mm-hmm. to see yes, we the Milton and Melton backcourt. And I don't necessarily that think that we expected it to be like this. We expected yeah. it to be on, in rolls off the bench. But the way they've been performing in the starting lineup, because uh, their need to be in, has been spectacular. So Shake's last five games, 27, six boards, two assists, 16 points, six rebounds, five assists, 22 points, seven boards, nine assists. And then the two in Orlando, 24 Nine boards, ten assists, one board away from a triple-double. And then tonight, 29 points, five boards, seven assists on 77% from the field. And in none of those five games was he below 50% shooting. Um, what do you have to say about Shake Milton these last five games and what he's been able to do uh, for the Sixers so far uh, in this stretch without the other key players? I mean, I don't know if there's enough good things to be said. <laughs> he's been amazing, and he's some nights the past few nights been their best player on the court, and I don't think that's too ridiculous to say. Yeah. Troy alluded to it, scoring off the charts, his shooting percentages off the charts. Past one, two, three, seven games, he hasn't shot below 50% from the field. He's been really great from three, aside from two games ago. He's just playing amazing, and the assist numbers are something that has jumped out to me, too, because Mm -hmm. I didn't really know Shake was as good of a passer as he's showcased the past two games. Maybe it's just Mm -hmm. not a fluke, but just something that he's been able to do the past few games. I don't know how sustainable that is, but regardless, he's been really good, and even Glenn touched on that a couple nights ago. He was really impressed with how Shake's passing looked. And I would have to agree. I never thought I would see a game where Shake would have double-digit assists or even right. close to – he had nine two nights ago, nine assists. Right. So you know what you're getting with the scoring, but if he can sustain that passing ability and keep that passing ability unlocked, that's something that's really great for his game and – just for his playmaking, if you want to say that. He's just been really good, like I said. And some nights he's been the Sixers' best player. That's not really an exaggeration. Tonight he might have been their best player. I'm not even joking. He he got any shot he wanted. Him and Harris got any shot they wanted on the court. The, them Both of them hardly missed shots. I think Shake went 7 for 11 or something like that. I know Harris went 7 for 10 from... The field. I don't think he missed from three either. But two things I've been really shocked with, not shocked, but very pleased with Shake's three-point shooting and his passing for sure because mm-hmm. I know Shake's a good shooter. But for some of his percentages from three, like I said, he hasn't had – he hasn't he hasn't been – in the past five games, he's only shot below – 30% from three twice. And it's that's obviously two out of five games, but we're seeing 60% on five attempts, 57% on seven attempts. That's very good. Right. So his three-point shooting and his passing are two things that I've been thoroughly pleased by with Jake Milton the past few games. Absolutely. And then you take into account the fact that he's getting to the line a little bit the last three mm-hmm. games. So this road stretch against against Charlotte and two in Orlando, 
Um, he's knocked down 15 of his 16 free throws in those three games, which is, is something to be said, you know, for Shake getting to the line, being aggressive, and, you know, kind of taking charge um, and, 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 you know, playing a, a role in the offense that he needs to play given the circumstances that the team finds themselves in. Um, and so I, I think, you know, we can talk about this a little bit too, but for everybody across the board, when you, you know, you mentioned Shake, you mentioned Daniel House, you mentioned Melton, you mentioned Tobias Harris, who, um, when everybody was healthy, was, was maybe less involved in the offense than we were even accustomed to seeing. Um, yeah. Averaging maybe close to 12, 13 a game, and now he's had to step up. Um, Paul Reed, Montrez Harrell getting minute. Like, this is a George Niang. This is a confidence boost for these guys um, because not only are you having to play much more uh, given the circumstances, but you're having to perform in order to win and they're winning games. Again, this is the first time the Sixers have been over 500 by, you know, two games over 500 this season and they're doing it without their three best players. And so um, it's a big confidence boost to see that the results that they're putting in the box score is also resulting in some wins for this team. Um, that's a big deal. One other thing on Shake that I want to address, because obviously we know that this isn't going to be the way the team's constructed um, you know, on the court come you know, a few weeks from now. I don't know the timeline for people's return, but James Harden likely to be back sooner than the other two guys. Um, but how is all of that going to work with Shake playing the way that he's playing? And, you know, maybe even if you're Glenn Rivers, how do you make it work? Because when everybody was healthy, Shake in, for example, in the month of October, Shake was averaging seven minutes. He was averaging two points a game. That's small sample size, first four games of the season. But then you look at early in October, Shake's averaging around 10, 11, 12 minutes a game, maybe five, six points a game. Uh, but then you look at the last six games shakes have six had 38 minutes played 42 minutes played 39 36 38 and 31 he's getting a ton of minutes but he's not going to get those minutes so how if you're glenn rivers how do you make it work when they're healthy because shake was i in my opinion he was kind of the odd man out uh, from the guard position early on in the season because of the anthony melton coming in he was kind of getting those you know primary minutes as the backup guard but shake's Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, Shake, I think, has clearly earned playing time uh, beyond the need because other guys are injured. So how is that going to work? And this is a good problem, but how do you make it work? Well, at this point, I think Shake has solidified himself as one of the Sixers' eight, nine guys that mm -hmm. can really play off the bench. Or not off the bench, but eight or nine guys that have a spot and can contribute. You have Niang, you have Melton, you have Milton, you have Reed. I would, yep. I, I'm comfortable saying that. So we see that with more minutes comes more production from Shake. Mm -hmm. More minutes equals more production. So I think the more minutes you can give him, the more you'll see from him. And this is something that I've been saying, I think on here, but on my page, for a while, Shake needs touches. He, he needs rhythm. He needs to get into the rhythm of things. And the more you give him, the more he'll give you back. It's it's. Mm -hmm. I think this applies to most volume scorers. But now that I think Shake has 
proven that he can can be and is a really solid rotational piece, you give him those minutes. You give him 20 minutes a game, if possible. Mm-hmm. You give him 15 minutes a game even. That's, that's, that's fine. He can still give you 10 points in 15 minutes. Right. He doesn't need a ton of time. He just needs touches, really. And with him and Melton being your only real true options at guard off the bench, I don't think it's really that unrealistic to, if you're Glenn, again, it is Glenn, so you never know, if you're Glenn to give him those minutes and give him what he's kind of earned, I think, in my opinion. He's he's oh. earned those minutes. He's earned a real spot on this roster. And Absolutely. I can't say that for a guy like, I don't even know. Harold's been good, but he's not been great. Right. So I, I can't say that for a guy like Harold. Milton and Melton and Niang have earned and Reed have earned their have earned their stripes, if you will. They've earned that right to get those minutes. They deserve it after how they've been playing for the better part of this season. And Milton and Niang especially, obviously, but them especially. Right. Well, and I don't even I don't know who else has done what or on the Eastern Conference, you know, over the last six, seven, eight days, but like Shake Milton's numbers are even like Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Like he's in the conversation what he's been yeah. doing lately, and the Sixers three and one in their last four with him leading the charge. Like this, this is a great thing, and it's all it's it's interesting that you know again Shake was kind of the odd man out early season when everyone's healthy, and it's interesting that it had to come to this for us to see Shake Milton and what he can do. It wasn't necessarily. Um, I don't want to bash on Glenn too much, but it wasn't necessarily his doing where we're seeing Shake doing what he's doing. This was because he kind of had to because there's no one else to plug in to the starting lineup uh, with James and Tyrese out. But Shake has been phenomenal, uh, and you just love to see it. Furkan Korkmaz had some good minutes tonight. He had 17, 6 of 7 from the field. I mean, look, the efficiency from the field was remarkable. Paul Reed was 100% from the field. Mm -hmm. He had a double-double, 12 and 13. Shake was 10 for 13. Tobias, 10 for 14. Um, again, 65% from the floor for these guys. So mm-hmm. a big confidence boost. And the hope is, obviously, um, you know, as we've, as we've mentioned all along, that, you know, when these guys all come together, everybody's healthy, that, man, it's just going to work, work really, really well because the guys who are getting less minutes are now confident. And the minutes that they go- do get, Shake gets 15 a, a night. That he's going to get you 10, 11 points tonight, or uh, whatever that might look like. So, very encouraging. Um, great to see that. Um, is there anything to say about the Charlotte game on no. whatever night that was? Just, <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. I literally don't care. I and again, I I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Shh, don't tell anybody. I didn't watch it. But I won't tell anybody. They lost. They probably should have won. Hornets suck. And, yeah, that's <laughs> that's all I want to say. <laughs> um, another thing I'll mention is so DeAnthony Melton. DeAnthony Melton has obviously been good. 
And you mean great, right? He's been great. You Sorry, great. he's been great. Yeah. But the Anthony Melton, Shake Milton, that's something we wanted to see. Do you think? Because it seems like it wasn't happening early season. Their minutes were very much staggered. Do you think how they've performed together is going to encourage Doc to maybe? run them together in lineups even when when healthy do you think that's a possibility that those two can come off the bench together i think it's a possibility but again with glenn we don't know because we just don't know he does things that you or i should say he doesn't do things that you would expect so i would say yes it is a possibility but i don't know if it's a guarantee i think i think that's the right word it's a possibility but i don't know if it's a guarantee and i think i i would if i'm the coach i wouldn't say yes it is a guarantee because i'm doing that i'm giving them as many minutes as i possibly can because they again like i think they deserve it i think they earned it and that's what i would do honestly yeah um all right so then one other player I want to definitely touch on has been George Niang. Okay. Um, he's been he's been as consistent a player, obviously, for the Sixers this season that we've seen. And I saw a tweet. I don't know if you follow Sixers Adam on Twitter. Okay. But uh, he mentioned something that I very much agree with. He said George Niang's off-dribble scoring recently has been astonishing these last few weeks have to be the best stretch of play as a sixer for him, knocking down threes, but doing so much more than that. And as someone who watched quite a bit of George Niang in college at Iowa State, um, he was not a three-point shooter there. He, he had the ball in his hands a ton, and um, you know his time in Philly has been that of a knockdown shooter, but maybe yeah. the, the need for, for some other things you know, with the ball in his hands has helped him um, and, and allowed for him to showcase some of that. Uh, but he's been good in in more ways than just being a knockdown shooter. He's had stretches defensively where it's like, okay, George, like go ahead. Um, so what do you have to say about him? Yeah, I I like that point that he made. His off ball creation, or I'm sorry, off the dribble creation, has been really good. He's had stretches where he takes the ball himself, whether it be to the rim, whether it be kind of dribbling a bit in tr- in transition. But I like his kind of mid-range game, not mid-range jumper in a sense, but getting to that mid-range area, either m- making a pass or getting a little scoop shot. He's had some nice end ones that I've seen, um, obviously with the ball in his hands off the dribble creation. So I like that a lot, and I think that can be something he can add to his game just to keep the defense honest because they know he's a good shooter, but if he's taking guys off the dribble occasionally – especially slower guys or even smaller guys, that's a plus because then they're not sure how to really defend him. Instead of just loading up on his threes, he can just post them up, do some spins, or just take it to the basket, things like that. And I think it helps his game all the more, I think. Yeah, well, in the month of of November, sorry, month of November, he's shooting 45% from three. Mm -hmm. Um you know, he's had games with five threes, three, four, four, per game? and seven. Um, 2.9 out of 6.5 for okay. him during the month of November. So, a, a, yeah, that's good. He's volume. getting the shots up. We know that yeah. about about him. But, you know, he's contributed in, you know, some different ways. He had five assists tonight in the win against Orlando. And then, 
you know, you look at his last stretch of games since, you know, since we've really, really needed him and his minutes have increased. He's had 17, 15, 16, 18, and 9 twice um, for George Niang, the minivan. So he's been a huge piece. And I like what you mentioned earlier. Like, I think the, um, you know, the four guys, if we're going to roll with four guys right now off the bench, and yeah. uh, granted, regular season, you might feature some more just given, you know, whatever it is. But if there were four guys, we were to start the playoffs today, and my four guys off the bench are the same as yours. It would be, it would be Melton, Milton, uh, George Niang, and Paul Reed. And um, they have been solid. They've earned that. Um, so really, really, really encouraged by by that all right a lot of good things in Sixers land so I don't know about you but I don't I mean like I mentioned earlier I guess um I guess James Harden's gonna be the first one back I don't know if you've heard anything differently I have no idea or... I've heard so much so many mixed things I just I would just like all three of them to come back please <laughs> I don't care when it is <laughs> at this point just please come back hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later but just come back please yeah so, all foot injuries for the big three. Um, so, what do you want to see? You know, again, we we've we've seems like we've touched on this every week. But what do you want to see in the meantime? So, some games coming up against mm-hmm. Atlanta. I think uh, I think Memphis is coming up as well. Yep. So we've got Atlanta, Cleveland, Memphis, and Houston over the next eight nine days or so. Uh, three of which on the road. What do you want to see? Yeah. That that Cleveland game is going to be tough. That Memphis game is going to be tough, especially if Desmond Bain comes back because John Morant's back, Jaron Jackson is back healthy. So that's that's a good team. Atlanta, they've played the, the Hawks twice already. And that stretch of Atlanta Hawks games was kind of crazy because I think Embiid played and Maxi played too. But... That's also yeah. that also could be a tough game, and that like I said, that Cavs game is gonna be tough. So, the Sixers could maybe snag a win against Atlanta, maybe snag a win against the Grizzlies, but it's gonna be really tough. Those are some th- those are three really good offensive teams, and I'm just I think it's just gonna be fun. Really, I'm just excited to see what else this team can accomplish even without Harden, Maxi, and Embiid. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to it. I'm just going to watch the games. You know, I don't really want to say they got to win this game, they got to win that game, because still they don't have their three best players. So you can't really expect a whole lot. And I know we were just talking about guys stepping up as they should be doing, but still you can't just expect – the Sixers to shoot seventy percent from the field every night. Right, Shake right. To go for thirty every <laughs> night. You would love that because that's winning basketball. But still, it's not something that we should be depending on to mm-hmm. happen. And even though it's happened before, it can happen again. But still, it's it's not all going to be winning. For, even without Harden and Beat and Max, it's not going to be all winning yeah. and fun. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been spoiled certainly a little yes, bit with, exactly. the, with the game. I wish I could have gotten those words out, but yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So the game against, against Brooklyn and, uh, certainly the, the second game against Orlando tonight, a 30 point win shooting 65% from the floor and, and having these guys doing what they're doing is, is 
is awesome. And again, it's a, it's a big, to me, the biggest thing that I think heading into this next stretch of games, again, shorthanded, again, the seven Sixers, the biggest thing is to continue to build confidence for these guys and to just stay afloat. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be upset, obviously, if we go ahead and drop the next four games or whatever, but like, you know, just stay afloat. You know, this these are the, this is the unit that has gotten us to, you know, two games over 500. I know that's not much, but mm-hmm. um, continue to stay afloat. You know, hopefully, you know, I don't know, the next two out of four games we can win or three out of four or whatever it looks like. But for these guys that are on the floor to, to build chemistry, to stay healthy and um, to just continue to perform, I would love to see another good performance from Daniel House. I'd love to see Paul Reed continue to get double doubles and be active on the defensive end. Um, and I, I think maybe, you know, if we if we had a crystal ball, maybe this stretch of games where they're extremely shorthanded is going to bode well for them toward the end of the season and the playoffs because, you know, these are guys who are, are getting minutes, are earning minutes, and, again, are – I'm harping on it a lot, but it's a big thing for Shake Milton to gain the confidence that he's had. We haven't seen him play this confidently since that stretch, I guess, a couple of years ago now. Yeah, at this point, going um, on two years ago. And that's a big ago. deal. Big deal, big deal. And P.J. Tucker got injured tonight, too, and who yeah. knows if he's going to be back. So then they're going to be down four starters. So <laughs> if there's yeah, a bit. time to have zero expectations for this team, it's right now. It's literally <laughs> right now because they're going to be missing maybe four starters. Yeah, yeah. PJ could be down. Tobias yeah. has been shaking up a little bit. He's playing through a couple of things, hip injury, I think. Yeah. Um, he's looked good. Th- th- this has been big for even him. You know, a, a veteran, a guy who's a you know was the Sixers' most consistent player, I guess, in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and yet this has been a good stretch for him to to be a very, very, very vital part of the offense. So, who knows? May, you know, we're we're glass half full kind of guys on. Uh, on Planet 76, so maybe this is an important thing for the Sixers in the long run, the long stretch of things that the the season's going to bring as we head into December. And again, this is episode 75. That means the next one, Michael, is episode 76 of Planet 76, yes. so uh, that's a big one. Yep, exciting, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff indeed, and uh, hopefully your Sixers will be continuing to be ahead of 500 as we uh, head into December, we will see you for that next special episode of Planet 76, episode 76, next week. And uh, we'll see you then. Peace. If you are a Philadelphia 76ers fan, this is the podcast for you. Planet 76, a weekly podcast covering all things Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see you next time.